beautify your outdoor living space, then call my friends at Acadian Custom Shutters at 985-893-3119. Awnings, patio covers, screen enclosures, motorized interior and exterior roller shades, and many more affordable options to extend and enhance your outdoor living space. Our expert crews use American-made and locally sourced quality products. Let's work together and imagine the possibilities in designing your dream area. Serving the South Shore, North Shore, South Louisiana, the Mississippi Gulf Coast, Acadian Custom Shutters, 985-893-3119 or at AcadianCustomShutters.com. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's.
of the afternoon to you. You are listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. iHeart Radio app, tune in radio app, our digital platforms on the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com and EricAsher.com. And, of course, our podcast is everywhere. I like to say Anchor is our home base now, but Spotify and Anchor have kind of merged. So I guess I would say now Spotify is our home base. We're on all podcasting platforms. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. Also, again, our social media platforms, at Eric, at Eric underscore Asher, Eric Asher on Facebook, and also uh, Eric Asher, you know, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Sorry, I got a little distracted there. Um, got a great show for you today. A little bit changed from what we do on a Thursday. You know, as I mentioned earlier in the week, Gary Smith is covering the Green Wave uh, basketball. So Maddie Hudak is uh, stepping in. Uh, she is the Tulane sideline reporter at 4:15, and uh, we'll get her take of uh, what's happening so far in spring, and also Saints, because she does write for Saints Wire. Ross Jackson writes for Saints Wire. Also, uh, he writes for CrestedSports.com and has the Locked On Saints podcast. He will join us at 4:35. Alec Gasell, the Bird writes 5:15, his regular slot, and then Mike Scarborough slides into uh, Jordy Collada's slot today. Uh, Mike usually joins us on a Tuesday. Joining us on a Thursday today, LSU went to uh, started spring. Uh, and a lot to talk about that, not just the quarterback situation, but also, again, the length of spring for LSU, six weeks. And uh, they're going to have a little break here uh, after, again, um, a few days of camp, and then they'll come back. Uh, Brian Kelly spreading it out uh, for the Young Tigers as um, they get ready for what should be a really good season for LSU, uh, you know, a top-ten team. Uh, if they're not, I would say that would be a disappointment uh, based on, again, the returning starters, based on what they have been able to do in terms of recruiting, uh, based on, again, a veteran quarterback uh, in Jaden Daniels. And from what we understand, there is it's going to be wide open in terms of the um, uh, in terms of the reps. You know, again, Jaden Daniels is the starter, but again, equal reps in, in camp. At least that's what a lot of the. Um, a lot of the media members that are covering this team believe is going to happen. So we'll we'll ask Mike about that as well. Pell's got a big win last night against Dallas. Brandon Ingram hurt hurt again, hurts his um, uh, his ankle. Not known, again, whether that's going to keep him out over the rest of the the, the three games in his homestand, which are critical. Pell's in 10th place right now, uh, and uh, just every win is critical. I mean, every game is critical. You've got to get a win, especially against Western Conference teams. There's little or no wiggle room. And, and look, you know, guys, I've stopped saying, okay, they're only three games out of third place or five games out. Forget about it. Pell's got to put some wins together, and then I'll start talking about the possibility of moving up in the standings. They're just trying to hang on to 10 right now. Uh, and it doesn't look good if Brandon Ingram's going to be out any length of time. And, look, we know Brandon Ingram, right? Look, no, 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 no shot. Just telling the truth here, like I do on this program all the time. Love Brandon Ingram. Great player. Has turned out to be the best player in, in that trade, Okay. Uh, where, again, it was a little shaky. But he doesn't play unless he's 100%. Okay? On the other hand, you see other guys going out. Look, did you see Doncic last night? I mean, dude couldn't even move, and, he, and they had to drag him off the court. Right? Uh, again, he went through an MRI today where they said there's no structural damage to, to, um, to his injury, his hamstring, and he can play if he can tolerate the pain. You want to bet he's playing in the next game for the Mavs? I'll, I'm not a bet man, but I'll put money on it. Okay? Difference between the players. One guy, again, will not play unless he's 100%. The other guy, you can't get him off the court. So we'll see how that plays out. So a lot to talk about today on the program. And don't forget, our, t- our program today is brought to you by our friends uh, at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And I'm so proud, again, to, to be, again, able to, uh, to talk about these guys. Uh, again, uh, 
uh, the Bader brothers have been have been really good to me, and they have been really good to New Orleans. Uh, they are turnaround restaurant specialists, okay? Uh, they'll go in and take a, a failing restaurant or a, a, a building where a restaurant has totally failed, go in, renovate that building, put it back in the commerce. They've done it with Old New Orleans Cookery. They've done, they've done it with, they did it with Bobby A. Bears. They, they did it with, with Mambo's. Uh, they've done it with several other restaurants and businesses that they have in the city. Uh, just getting very shrewd businessmen. And, and I'm telling you right now, you're looking for a great meal. You're looking for a great time. And that's the thing about it, a great time. Uh, head on over to one of the Oceana family of restaurants like Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street, three floors of, again, West, is the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, Cajun Creole cuisine that's out of sight, but, again, a menu that includes everything for you. Why? Because they're not just catering to us. They're also catering to, again, the, uh, the tourist. And then, look, there's some of us that don't, don't eat, you know, uh, New Orleans food all the time, right? So they got a really great menu for you. And then the cocktails are absolutely magnificent. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you right now, they pride themselves, they being, again, the Oceana family of restaurants, on, on hiring the best mixologists in the city. And they are creative. Uh, you, go, you go sit at the belly at the bar, grab yourself a seat somewhere, and just in, sit back and enjoy a fantastic cocktail. Dining authentic French Quarter Courtyard, beautiful bidet, uh, again, uh, uh, and actually spectacular bite. Uh, they have a Bourbon Street balcony available for you, again, with a, with a bar. So, again, that's on the second floor, bar, Bourbon Street balcony, plenty of seating to be able to dine or have cocktails. And then come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. It's one of a kind. The sight lines are incredible. Uh, the ambiance, the, 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 the vibe is, is, is second to none. Uh, you know, it just it, it really is. I mean, again, uh, it's a beautiful restaurant. It's a beautiful menu. But also, again, just the vibe of, of, of Mambo's. You walk in and you just get into the spirit. Uh, Perfect night out for night out with friends, getting together with, with, again, maybe old colleagues. Maybe you're trying to get a romantic getaway. Maybe your next event, which would be a fantastic situation if you did that over at Mambo's. Or just a delicious feel with, with, with family. Head on over to Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Find out more at MamboNola.com. And right next door is the hideout bar. You want some live music? Live music every single night. Uh, in, in, a, in a, again, a French Quarter courtyard setting, a beautiful bar. They also serve food for you as well. I mean, right there, 411, 413 Bourbon Street, you don't have to move. Uh, again, just a perfect setting for you to enjoy a night out here in New Orleans. Make your next Bourbon Street memory at Mambo's and the Hideout Bar. All right, uh, let's head to the guest line. Oh, before I do that, let me just, uh, 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 if you wouldn't mind, hype uh, tonight's uh, uh, Inside New Orleans uh, uh, sports. Uh, Jordy Collada joined us on the program. Uh, Jordy's just fantastic with the Jordy Collada Show. We covered Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans. We talked uh, college football, college basketball, and college baseball. Uh, I hope you get a chance to check it out. Tonight at 6 on LAE, 10 o'clock on the Deuce. Friday night at 9 on, on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce, and then 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. I'll have it up on our social media platforms this evening. And then, of course, um, it's already up on the WLE TV YouTube page. We'll be uh, our, our webmaster's working on our, our, our site right now. Uh, so, again, that'll be up. That could be up as early as uh, uh, the weekend because uh, uh, she's actually working on the site right now as we speak. All right, uh, let, let's, um, let's talk some Tulane. Uh, always look forward to having our next guest. She does a fantastic job as a sideline reporter for, for the Tulane Green Wave. Uh, she brings so much enthusiasm when she comes on our program, and you can hear it in her voice on the sidelines this past year and maybe the greatest year in the history of Tulane uh, football. And, of course, she also writes for Saints Wires again, so she can double dip with us and give us her, her take on both the Saints and Tulane. It's Maddie Hudak. She joins us on the program. Maddie, how are you? I'm good. I uh, could week of practice uh, with the coaching staff up in Pennsylvania now to accept one of the numerous awards last season for Coach Lily Fritz. Oh, beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Oh, good deal. Um, I'll then I'll ask you just a few, a few questions about Tulane, and we'll concentrate on, on the Saints. But uh, uh, So stepping in for the coach there, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, 
good again to get that recognition for the coaching staff. Uh, but right. they had practice as usual. They just moved it up to Wednesday instead of Thursday for the week. Okay, beautiful. Um, based on what you have seen, just some newcomers that maybe have caught your eye before you had to before you had to jet out. Uh, yeah, I mean it's kind of the same group of skill players that keep standing out to me. The two transfers at wide receiver, Yul Keith Brown and Dante Fleming. I think they've really kind of bolstered that position group. And you're just kind of seeing Michael Pratt make these throws in practice with ease, uh, looking like deeper passes he's thrown in previous seasons. And, you know, he seems really strong and healthy, and his receivers are stepping up to make catches. And usually this time uh, in spring is when you start to see some kinks on offense. But it's been pretty evenly matched with, I think, uh, again, the transfer additions in the secondary. Andre Sam has moved up to being on the first team at safety, and to do that and just – you know, a week or so of spring practice, I think, shows, again, just their prowess in the recruiting, uh, the transfer portal. But I'd be remiss not to mention the freshman Arnold Barnes at running back. He's really impressively quick and has that burst for being the stature that he's at, which is a lot thicker than we've seen at running back for Tulane in a while. So I'm really excited to see what these new additions bring to these positions that have some big shoes to fill, like linebacker. Uh, but the transfer trial, Tyler Brooks does look strong as well. So I'll be looking forward to the spring game, I think, this year uh, a lot more than last year, especially because they probably won't have that ill-advised draft. Yeah, I'm sure. And also, again, new coaches across the board. How different has it been uh, from last year to this year? Voices on, 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 on the field, the way things are going, or has it been pretty much the same? It's been pretty much the same. I think that goes back to the fact that this was really an entirely new coaching staff save for a few uh, key guys last season as is. So the players, I think, are pretty much used to being a player-led team and it being business as usual. But to me, what sticks out is always the second hires by Willie Fritz and the fact that there isn't really this huge drop-off from guys that they lost or guys that they had hired to replace guys that they had lost. Like Shield Wood, as our defensive coordinator, I think is a really excellent fit. Uh, so for that to be kind of the second hire of the offseason and he's hired a special team coach, I think they might be adding another one to the staff. I think the biggest position group loss would be Coach Moots with the linebackers. Uh, but Shieldwood used to coach linebackers as a position group when he was at Army. So they really are in good hands all around. And for as much turnover as there's been on the staff and the roster, it really seems like this team's really solidified in that identity. And I think culture changing uh, that they did last season, it, it's shown that it has the legs to withstand so far. Um, when you look at, at at this team, and and um, you know, one of, you can't. There's no hitting, but you can see the speed of the team, similar to what you saw last year. Uh, yeah, I think that they've gotten a little quicker again at wide receiver. Just thinking about what they brought in to replace what they left. You had kind of bigger guys that can make more contested catches in Shea White and Deuce Watts, but. You have that really straight line speed with Dante Fleming and Yul Keith Brown. And so when your wide receiver corp starts with Jaquan Jackson and Lawrence Keyes, those two guys are, are speed kills guys. Uh, so it has been really high tempo and, and competitive seven on seven and 11 on 11. I think Slade Nagel is really coming into his own now that we know this is his offense that he's running and weren't really sure what the case was last year. But again, Shulwood's defense is definitely rivaling him. So it's been really good and competitive uh, almost every day, save for the humidity getting to some of the newer guys, which I can't blame them. It's definitely been on the humid side for March. Beautiful. Let's shift gears to the Saints and just your take on the signing of Derek Carr. Uh, it looks like the, the, the contract, as I've gone through with our, with our uh, audience on both TV and radio, uh, is very cap-friendly. 
uh, again, the, the average of about $37.5 million is, is obviously something that, um, uh, that Carr wanted. He wanted the no-trade clause. But the Saints have outs in almost every single year of, of the contract if it doesn't work out, which, again, works in, in the Saints' favor as well. And, again, they set the contract up so if they have to ultimately you know, turn his base salary in, into a signing bonus to be able to create more cap room, that is there for them as well. Uh, but but the, the car coming in, what does it do for the New Orleans Saints, and how do you like the deal itself, or the fact that Carr is the next quarterback for the New Orleans Saints? I think it's a deal that has really grown on me by the day, and there's a few reasons for that. I just think resurveying what the quarterbacks are in the league right now, uh, say for who's available, but just thinking about who the top quarterbacks are in the NFC, it, it's not really an astounding group of Quarterbacks like you'd see five, ten years ago with Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts, and, and then it's kind of this tier of Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, and I'd say you put Derek Carr pretty firmly in that group of people. And so just thinking about the deal they gave him and then the deal that Daniel Jones, for example, got right afterwards, um, not only just, in my opinion, a little bit of an overpay, but you, the Saints always catch flack this time of the year because no one really takes the time to understand what they do with the cap. And I think Derek Carr's contract, like you said, with all the outs every year is a great example of that, where they don't have that much guaranteed money up front in this first year, and there's an out every year. But it's a good contract for a good quarterback where I don't know where they would otherwise upgrade. But it gives them an identity, too, to start building on. Uh, this time last year, they were all in on a trade for Deshaun Watson. And so, yes, they retooled the offense for Jameis Winston, but knowing that that really wasn't the priority sign of last year's offseason – whereas it does seem like Derek Carr was the guy. And the players' response sticks out to me, too, the kind of overwhelming uh, excitement uh, across position groups, for that matter, but especially from some wide receivers like Michael Thomas, who I think surprised people a little bit with that message and him potentially returning. So just to have those kind of conversations be had, I don't think you could have those last offseason. And then heading into this year with Andy Dalton just doesn't really do it for anyone. So I think it gives them – some stability as well to build in the draft and not have to worry about quarterback because I think they're still they're not a quarterback away and this gives them the ability to build some other holes and, and fill those. You know, and Matty Hudak is with us. Matty, you know, it, it's it's really uh, interesting when you kind of look back to this time last year. You and I having a discussion about Deshaun Watson and all the off the field issues. Yes, he wows you with his talent, but do you really want this to be the guy that would follow Drew Brees? You know, again as the leader of this team. You know, again as one of the ambassadors for this city. You you fast forward that a year now, and people may not be as much enamored with. Uh, Derek Carr's skill set, which is not a bad skill set for an NFL quarterback, but he just hasn't had the success. Um, but again, you look at off the field, he reminds you a lot of Breeze. The attributes that he has in terms of accuracy, etc., remind you a little bit of Breeze. He just hasn't had, obviously, the success of Breeze, but totally different when we look at what we were talking about last year as opposed to this year. Oh, 100%. And I think his leadership and value in the locker room really can't be discounted either because the, the Las Vegas Raiders over the past few seasons have gone through off-the-field issues that really aren't expected to take place in football with everything with Henry Ruggs and, and Gruden and those emails. You know, it just got really ugly over there. And I think Derek Carr was kind of this pillar of consistency. And then everything kind of blew up this last season. But I think he has a lot more upside again than what was available on the market. And 
Yeah, I, I mean, you also think about the the contract that Deshaun Watson ended up signing. It's hard to ignore that in this discussion as well because when talking about all these holes that the Saints have, they would be in a lot worse position right now if they were under that type of contract and you wouldn't be having this type of conversations of maybe they'll be able to bring back Michael Thomas or sign you know, a veteran running back to kind of bolster the running back room as well. It would really be bare bones around a quarterback that I necessarily wasn't that high on, but just when you lose your all your you know long time great quarterback, if you don't have one lined up in the near future, teams can really flail in wasteland for decades. Uh, we've seen that happen in a lot of cases more often than not. So, if two years is really the worst of the post breeze years, I just think this gives them an opportunity again to rebuild and move on from that era and not have it always be referring to oh, well, you know, since Drew Brees retired, because at this point it's been two full seasons. So did you have to move on at some point? And I think they have a good leader. And like you said, those character, uh, characteristics that endear you to a city like Drew Brees, I think Derek Carr also brings with him as well. Also, again, Brees gave his seal of approval this week on, on, on Carr and thinks he'll work in the offense uh, as well. Yeah, um, that stuck out to me. And just the comments that, He's able to set protection calls, make checks at the line of scrimmage, and go a little off book. I think that's something that they're looking for in a quarterback. I think you almost get used to having someone like Drew Brees in the locker room and in the quarterback meetings, and you don't realize how much he brought to the table and intangibles in the mental side of the game. And so you don't really have that anymore. So the fact that that's already been identified as a strength of Derek Carr's, I think that also gives Pete Carmichael kind of that confidence in his quarterback as well because he you know, was a little conservative with his play calling Mm-hmm. Despite all the issues at quarterback last year, it was a little mind-boggling at times. So I just think it's a really good reset button for that entire offense. You know, it's interesting you say that because I've been watching again some. Uh, they had some Raider games on um, on NFL Network this week. I went on online and watched some Derek Carr games, and the first thing that stuck out to me was him making the calls at the line. And then, of course, Breeze says this week that he has the capability of doing that. We didn't see that with Jameis Winston, and we didn't see that uh, uh, again with Andy Dalton uh, here. Uh, you know that that kind of you know uh, uh, McCoy was making the, the line calls. So this will probably a little go back to more what Breeze was doing now. Uh, with, with Carr. Oh, exactly. And I think that's, again, what they're really missing on offense, um, especially, again, sticking with P. Carmichael and, and how his offenses have worked. I think they need uh, a relatively self-sufficient quarterback out there. And it just, for whatever reason, they weren't able to identify the blitzes last year and the blocking schemes were always off. It really was just ugly football for a few key grabs by Rashid Shahid and Chris Olave, and then whatever Taysom Hill managed to do on the ground. And this also gives them the full notion that there is no, you know, Taysom Hill quarterback controversy. Not that there ever really was one last year, but it almost seemed like they couldn't figure out what to do with him. Uh, and so just didn't play him as a result. But I think they'll kind of lean more into using him in the backfield. And this pass catching tight end thing is probably not the best trajectory for him, but it gives you the ability to kind of work on that vision for him as well, because I do think he brings an undeniable level to the defense or the offense, especially if you're not going mm-hmm. with a mobile quarterback and you're going to err on the pocket passer side of things. I don't think Derek Carr is necessarily that mobile. Um, so I think that they really just have all those layers lined up again. Yeah, I would agree. Hey, what's your take on Michael Thomas again? Look, uh, coming out uh, and and, um, and uh, you know putting the prayer hands together. Uh, we, we heard from David Carr this week saying that he was one of the players that was out there uh, recruiting uh, Derek Carr to come to New Orleans. 
Uh, is there something in the background, in your opinion, that maybe he might be here next year? I think you can't rule it out at this point. That comment stuck out to me as well. And just my read on the restructuring of his contract was I never saw Michael Thomas's incentive to really do that because all he did was give up more guaranteed money. Granted, they would probably have cut him either way, but I think his willingness to work with them on a deal that allows them to release him, it makes it more likely that they'll void and re-sign the deal than whether they just left it alone. Because he really just didn't have any incentives. I have heard people say, you know, well, he's already made so much money, but that's not really a good reason to give any money up and restructure your contract to get out of this one. And he's probably looking at what his open market value is, and the Saints are very good at constructing incentive prove-it type deals. So we already know they have that creativity in the front office to be able to do that. And if he likes their car, I think that's the position that's the most dependent on quarterback, quite obviously. But more so than any other position on the field, it's dependent on someone else's uh, prowess rather than just your own. And so I think recognizing that, and if he likes what he sees in Derek Carr, I think they have set the stage to allow him to kind of come back. And I don't see why they wouldn't work something out at this point. Yeah. So it's interesting to see what well, next week is the week. We'll figure it all that out again. We'll find out what again, uh, where the cuts will be. Uh, ultimately, again, free agency starting next week as well. So uh, we'll be right back at it very, very quickly. And it's hard to believe it's gotten here that quickly as well. Matty, thanks for the time. Appreciate you stepping in, in, in uh, this afternoon. Uh, if you would, tell the folks how they can follow you on social media and, of course, uh, how they can check you out online as well. Yeah, of course. So I'm usually, again, on Twitter at MattyHudak underscore 94. I write for the Saints Wire and uh, cover Tulane's practice. So that's usually all on the Twitter hub, uh, and I post all my things on there. Thank you again. We'll check in with you uh, to find out more what's going on at Tulane Spring Practice. Sounds great. Thanks, Eric, for always having us on to talk Tulane. Always good. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Yeah. All right, hey folks, don't forget about our friends over at Acadian Custom Shutters. Look, a lot of folks getting your income, income tax check back. You're thinking about, man, I got to put this back in the house. Uh, I need to hurricane proof my home. I, I've done it, okay? Uh, you know, I, I made a decision after Ida uh, that I'm hurricane proofing my home. I'm not going to put myself in a position where I got to stay in Nashville for, for two, three weeks uh, if, if we have to evacuate or if I can stay. You know, if it's a category one or something like that, then again, I'll feel safe. Um, we put some great. Bahama shutters on our home through Acadian Custom Shutters. Uh, they have the operable louvers. And I wanted the Bahama look because I like it. I really like it. I've always liked it. But my wife wanted to be able to have the natural light in, in the house. And she was afraid that if we got, got the hurricane shutters, it would really kind of close everything off and wouldn't have that natural light. It gave us the both, best of both worlds. But you have so many choices. First of all, American-made and locally sourced hurricane-rated shutters with the styles and colors you want. Why does selection of powder-coated aluminum products available? So, again, not just the Bahama with the operable louvers, but Colonial, Hurricane Rolldowns. A lot of folks like the Hurricane Rolldowns, the accordion shutters, Lexan panels. So, literally, whatever you're looking for to be able to protect your home for the upcoming hurricane season or tropical uh, events, uh, man, take advantage of it now. 15% off. I'm sorry, 10% off until uh, March 15th uh, through our friends at Acadian Custom Shutters. Uh, Monroe, the owner, uh, will likely come out, but if not, one of the salespeople will come out and, and sit down with you, do a consultation, and, and they are the experts. And then I want to tell you something, the installers, second to none. They know their craft. And, and again, they will come in, and I promise you this, 
not only protect your home, but beautify your home. Uh, I can't tell you how many folks in my neighborhood have stopped us, folks that have pulled up and were outside working on, working around the house, want to know where we got our Bahamas shutters, how much better our home looks. Hey, you're looking for a company you can trust when it comes to, again, hurricane shutters? Think, my friends, over at Acadian Custom Shutters. Serving the South Shore, North Shore, South Louisiana, Mississippi Gulf Coast, 985-893-3119. It's a free in-home estimate for you. Uh, check them out at AcadianCustomShutters.com or give them a call, again, at 985-893-3119. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's, Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open for lunch and dinner. Oceana open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get yourself a great meal at the Oceana family of restaurants. We'll be right back with Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints Podcast. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. This winter, there are new COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against recent Omicron variants. If it's been at least two months since your primary series or original booster, schedule your updated COVID-19 booster dose at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. 10 westbound, your delays are steady from St. Bernard to Canal, and delays pick back up on 10 westbound from just past City Park to Clearview. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays solid if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to before Orleans. And delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high-rise. On the 610 on the westbound side, your backups are solid from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Also, look out for delays steady if you're traveling on the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection with delays steady from Stumpf Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. If you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway, and the Crescent City Connection. Your backups are solid from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. If you're traveling along the North Shore on 12 eastbound, look out for delays steady from Madisonville to Covington. Also look out for delays, or excuse me, look out for accidents Barone at Canal, also Esplanade at North Miro, also Gerard at Barone and Magazine at Jackson Avenue, and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Services Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. 
Sports Beat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring steak night, Wednesday, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filet. Friday nights, hot ball crawfish, 6 p.m. till. Private room available. Sports Beat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sports Beat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff sports, and hot ball crawfish. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Looking for a fun Latin spot in Uptown? Mucho Mas Eatery and Lounge. From the amazing atmosphere, the wonderful food, and the powerful drinks. Visit us at 8201 Oak Street or online at muchomasnola.com. Hey, folks, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt. Again, tuning up that AC is a must uh, during, again, a uh, hot summer in New Orleans. You want to get it done early. You, in one year, your heating and air conditioning system can run as many as 2,000 hours. You get that annual precision tune-up from Burkhardt. It's going to extend the life of your system. going to identify, again, problems. Uh, maybe, again, keep them small, those small repairs becoming to major breakdowns. Uh, Burkhardt has 15 trucks in the field, a 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business. They're not trying to sell you anything. They're going to give you, again, a, a, again, a full part that, that broke down. Only honesty. Uh, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, a company I've trusted for over 30 years. You can trust them as well. That's acpromise.com. That is acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by, again, uh, the Oceana Family of Restaurants. This, ha- this half hour brought to you by Ono Wallens Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Lunch and dinner seven days a week, first of all. Uh, Cajun Creole Cuisine at its finest. Extraordinary cocktails that are coming out of that bar with those great mixologists. Not one, but two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms. You want to have an, an event on Bourbon Street? You do it at Old New Orleans Cookery. Because, again, private restaurant, private bar, these huge rooms, uh, and, and, of course, a Bourbon Street balcony to boot. And then, of course, a great dining experience. Uh, perfect for date night, closing that deal, maybe getting together with friends or family. Uh, check out there, again, a French Quarter courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. And then the picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street, fantastic. Hey, to find out more, go to nolacookery.com. That's nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. All right. I want to thank Matty Hudak for joining us on the program. We turn our attention uh, to the Saints and um, uh, our good friend Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints Podcast, Saints Wire, and also CrestedSports.com is with us. Does a great job covering the Saints. I'm telling you, you want to know what's going on in the offseason with this team. Uh, you want to know what's going on during, uh, during the season. Uh, it's so easy to get his podcast and to digest it quickly because, again, it's, it's great information packed into a little bit of time. Uh, I definitely recommend it. Ross Jackson is with us each and every week here on the program. Ross, how are you? Hey, buddy. Doing great. Doing great. Thanks so much, as always, for having me on. Always a pleasure to be here with you. Always good. Are, are you surprised the Saints ended up with, did not end up with a compensatory pick? They just announced that just a few minutes ago. 
they got they did get one, but they, they it's not until the seventh round, which is pretty much okay. what we expected. It'll be pick it'll be uh, pick two fifty seven. We were kind of wondering honestly if it was gonna yeah two fifty seven all the way down to the seventh. Okay, it round. is. I see it now. I see it is right. Yeah. Yep. yep. And so uh, we were kind of wondering if it was going to be two sixty if they were going to get to pick Mister Irrelevant this year. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, that's sort of what we expected them to get. Um, unfortunately, sort of the the signing of Andy Dalton, although it turned out to be key for New Orleans this season, did end up you know knocking off some of the stuff that they could have gotten in return for, let's say, mm-hmm. you know, um, Marcus Williams' contract elsewhere, Teron Armstead's contract elsewhere, along with the signing of Marcus May, had a fact you know factored into all of that. So they only get the the you know late seventh round selection, but hey, that gives them two fifth round picks, two seventh round picks, which is enough mm-hmm. to move around a little bit yep. in day three if there's a prospect that they really like late in the draft. I definitely agree with you. And, I, and again, I just, just came in over over the uh, over Twitter. I did not see the seventh pick it is. I hit it. It's, it's there. Uh, I do want to uh, ask you about, about Derek Carr. Uh, the contract, I've been talking about it all week long, I think is very cap-friendly, very Saints-friendly. I think it's best of, I think both, team, both sides won on the contract because, again, he, uh, Carr gets the, the no-trade clause. He gets the money he was looking for, uh, and the Saints get the outs and also, again, get the ability to be able to take his um, – his uh, base salary turned into a bonus later on to open up cap room. But just first of all, let's talk about Carr, the player. What do you like? What don't you like uh, him coming to New Orleans? Yeah, I, I mean, I think the thing that you like about it is that, look, the Saints have shown a propensity here over the course of the past couple of years now to want a player and get them here in New Orleans. They went into the NFL draft targeting Chris Olave. They got him. Nobody left him. There was no Patrick Mahomes situation, no – you know, anything like that. Um, you know, you look at the Saints going after guys like Jarvis Landry and Tyron Matthew last year, courted them all throughout the offseason. They ended up signing them. Um, now you see them go into the offseason knowing that Derek Carr was the guy that they absolutely wanted to go after and that they wanted to add to this team. And what did they do? They ended up being able to sign them. So uh, I think that that's, you know, uh, the first good kind of mark to, to point out there. But the other piece of it is that you know, for New Orleans, a team that still wants to be able to attack, field, to attack the field laterally, take what the defense is giving you, attack the middle of the field, you know, uh, take advantage of the short and intermediate areas of the field, Derek Carr gives you someone that's going to be able to do that. Now, do you get the mobile upside that you, know, you get with a Taysom Hill? No. Do you get the mobile upside that you get with a guy like Lamar Jackson? No. Um, but do you get a guy that if you put him in the right situations, he'll make the right decisions? Yes. And that's something that the New Orleans Saints haven't had here over the course of the past couple of years. Um, it's been knocked because, again, losing record with the Raiders. Uh, 33 game-winning uh, touchdown drive, 16th all-time in the NFL. That's a positive. Uh, Breeze talked about yesterday that he's a guy that can make all the line calls for you, something that, again, mm-hmm. that was has not happened since he left. Um, when you start looking at just the attributes of his and him as a quarterback, break him down for us. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, he's an above-the-shoulders type player with a lot of upside there. He's a great leader in the locker room. Players absolutely love playing with Derek Carr. Players love the proposition of playing with Derek Carr, hence why, you know, you saw a ton of New Orleans Saints go out there and celebrate Tyron Matthew, Mark, uh, Michael Thomas, all a part of courting him and getting him here to New Orleans. Um, you know, the Saints being all in on him at the very beginning. So I think you get the things that the New Orleans Saints value most at quarterback, which is something that Dennis Allen highlighted uh, during his combat conversation with us, is that, you know, they love his work ethic. 
love his ability as a leader. They cherish that when it comes to uh, quarterback. And I think the, the protection calls is a really key thing because remember, that was something the Saints quarterback struggled with a ton last year in 2022, not yes. being able to diagnose where a blitz might be coming from, um, not making the proper protection calls at the line of scrimmage. And some of that was the quarterbacks, but some of that was also having to split that responsibility with offensive linemen, changing centers a couple of times, or at one point, I mean, like all of those things end up adding up for you. And Derek Carr mitigates all that. He's able to get back to the Drew Brees days where the quarterback makes the calls, the quarterback calls the play, the quarterback you know changes at the line of scrimmage, and the quarterback throws the football. <laughs> and and you know believe it or not, having one person in control of all those things has a pretty good impact for you. Uh, as you mentioned, you know he's you know excellent in the in-game situation. We saw the New Orleans Saints offense melt down a couple of times in the second half. He kind of helps to mitigate that. This isn't over, right? This isn't a situation where the Saints sign Derek Carr and say, okay, on their way to the playoffs. You got to get the right people around him. They're going to work on a contract with Michael Thomas. They're going to work on adding more talent, a tight end running back, probably wide receiver, shoring up the depth of the offensive line. There's still a lot that this team has to do, but they have the guy now that they can game plan with. They can build an offense around and expect we'll actually run that offense for the 18 week. Uh, well, the 17-game season in 2023, which is something they also didn't have last year, having to make that quarterback change early. Yeah. You're interesting. You mentioned Michael Thomas. It was, uh, again, uh, David Carr, uh, Derek's brother, was on, a, on his son's podcast, mentioned that it was Tyron Matthew and Michael Thomas who were courting him, mm-hmm. uh, recruiting him for the Saints. Uh, a lot of people believe that, again, he was, myself included, was that, that the restructure was about cutting him loose and allowing yep. him to be a free agent. But uh, there's whispers now, and you just talked about it, that maybe they might be working on on a deal here to be able to let him come back, maybe incentive-laden deal. What are you hearing? Yeah, and, and in fact, let me give uh, uh, some credit here to uh, Nick Underhill from New Orleans Side Football, just putting out literally a moment ago, like right as y'all called to put me on the line, that uh, the Saints have you know begun those talks. There's good progress, nothing imminent, but the talks have been productive, is what he said. And so... I think that, you know, this is going to be something to watch out for. And if anybody's worried about, you know, hey, what Michael Thomas hasn't been available and hasn't been, you know, uh, somebody that's been able to really, you know, play for them over the course of the past three years, understand that this deal would be one that would account for that. This would be a deal that would have a low sort of base salary, but then a bunch of incentives and upside for it could be performance-based, such as receptions, yards, receiving touchdowns, but it also be availability-based percentage of snaps, games played, things like that. So if there is an injury that sets in or any other type of unavailability that were to happen, the Saints could protect themselves from that while also giving Michael Thomas an opportunity to go out there and earn the money that he feels like he can earn as a top-wide receiver in the NFL, working with a quarterback that he clearly believes can be the distributor that will allow him to do that. Saints still working to get under the cap. Uh, they have to be under the cap by next week. Uh, and then, again, gets to have some, have some cap room, right, to be able to sign uh, draft mm-hmm. picks, their own players. They have 20 free agents. Also, again, uh, maybe street free agents as well. Um, do you anticipate it being like it's been the last few years? First wave's going to go through. Saints are going to stand pat. And then they're going to wait for really kind of the bargain players out there. So those that are looking for, for a free agent fr- frenzy here in New Orleans probably won't see it early, at least in my opinion. What is yours? Yeah, I think you've probably seen the biggest move already, right? They got out ahead of free agency. They bring in Derek Carr on March 6th. The negotiating period in the NFL doesn't open until the following Monday, March 13th, coming up here this Monday. But I will say this. There is something to watch here in terms of who follows Derek Carr to New Orleans. 
And this could be, this is one of the big benefits to them getting this contract done with Derek Carr as early as they did, March 6th ahead of free agency, is that while the team can't go out there and talk to a bunch of potential free agents, Derek Carr sure can, right? He's got relationships with players. He's a nine-year NFL vet. There's a bunch of uh, potential free agents to pay attention to that are coming out of Las Vegas this year. Guys like Foster Moreau, who, of course, is from here in New Orleans, played high school football at Jesuit right, right over in Mid-City, you know, went to LSU for college. Could he be interested in coming back home and following his quarterback here to New Orleans? Other guys like Mac Hollins, big-bodied wide receiver. Could the Saints pull off a trade for Hunter Renfro? So look at sort of that position, that, that group of, of Raiders that could be on the move this offseason and, and look to see if the New Orleans Saints get involved in, in any of that. But I would say, you know, there are still some potential sort of, I'll say, high mid-level free agents that you could see the Saints still target. You know, Darius Slayton, the wide receiver, formal, you know, most recently with the New York Giants, could be a really interesting one. He's got a longstanding relationship with Cody Burns, who's now the New Orleans Saints wide receiver coach, but was his wide receiver coach at Auburn. So, you know, that's a name to watch as well as several others. But but I do think that they're going to focus in-house. They've got some great defenders that they'd love to keep a hold of, guys like David Onyemata, guys like Caden Ellis, guys like J.D. Gray, for instance. Uh, but there's a lot of places for them to still continue to, to do some work and tinker on that roster. And I think they will be active in free agency, even if there's no more big splashes. They might have gotten their big splash out of the way before the period opens in earnest. You were up in Indianapolis for the Combine. Some players that stuck out to you that may be on the Saints' radar. Yeah, I'll start off with a couple of guys that would be really good fits for Derek Carr over on the offensive side. Um, Guys like Darnell Washington from Georgia. If you do the box score scouting on him, you're going to notice he doesn't have a lot of stats. But if 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 you kind of dive deeper into the tape around Georgia, You'll notice that they don't really pay attention to their tight ends. There's a lot of tape of Darnell Washington, six foot seven, two hundred and sixty-four pounds. You gotta wonder how Stetson Bennett doesn't see him in the middle of the field. Well, you're wide open running up the seam. Well, that's not what the focus of the Georgia offense and Todd Munkin's offense is. It's the wide receivers on the outside. And so a lot of opportunities that were there that he never got targeted, kind of uh, reminiscent of uh, the old uh, there was an old miss tight end that kind of dealt with the same thing over in Buffalo now playing with the Bills, and he's turned out to be uh, quite the quite the player for them. I look at a running back as well, um, you know, Bijan Robinson, Tajay Spears, those guys out of Texas and Tulane, respectively, that have the all-around capabilities that Derek Carr is familiar with thanks to his last, past couple of years working with Raiders running back Josh Jacobs, who is also kind of an all-around guy, but not as athletic and explosive as, as Bijan Robinson and, and Tajay Spears. The Saints need to address running back one way or another in place of Alvin Kamara, in tandem with Alvin Kamara, and possibly following Alvin Kamara in a few years. So looking at this very, very talented running back class is is a big one. And I think there's a lot of defensive line needs for this New Orleans Saints team as well, particularly on the defensive interior. Really strong free agency class, really strong defensive tackle class all the way through, primarily run stuffers. The pass rushers, guys like Kalijah Cansey out of Pittsburgh, who's small, very Leroy Glover-esque in terms of his size, uh, but you know is extremely disruptive in the pass game, really, really good pass rusher. And then like Mozzie Smith, a bigger run stuffer that can also be disruptive coming out of Michigan. Both of those guys could be great fits for New Orleans in the early rounds, and then they can also look to the later rounds to continue to bolster that position group as well. Yeah, and I believe you're thinking about Dawson Knox, right? Yes, Dawson Knox. Thank you so much. The tight end yeah, yeah. from Ole Miss. Yeah, again, I yeah. like as well. Um, yeah, big time. Um, more than I think they're going big man. Okay, uh, you know, maybe mm-hmm. in the first two rounds, guard, guard, uh, uh, no guard, uh, defensive tackle, defensive tackle, guard. 
Uh, there's a long way until the draft, obviously, and free agency has a lot to do with, again, what direction mm-hmm. they'll go. But uh, is that on your radar? Big, you know, trying to upgrade that offensive line, upgrade that defensive line. Obviously, defensive tackle is a need. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, defensive tackle, those guys like Kalijah Canty, Mozzie Smith, they'll be up there. The run stuffers like Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin will be there. But on the offensive line, which is a really interesting one, like the Saints could restructure Andrus Pete here in order to make more salary cap space so they can spend in free agency and get compliant with mm-hmm. the cap. But if they don't do that, he could be a post-June 1 cut that saves them over $11 million, doesn't take on a ton of dead cap space. They have two post-June 1 cuts they could do. Uh, Jameis Winston is a, is a shoe-in option for one of those. Uh, if the Saints maintain Michael Thomas, who looked like he was being set up to be a post-June 1 uh, release guy, if they maintain him, then they have another one of those moves to use. Could Andrus Pete be that guy? The trick is they don't save that cap space until June 2nd. So would they be in a right. good enough space to be able to navigate everything, to be able to hold on to those cap hits until then? And then, you know, use some of that June money that opens up for maybe some later free agents that might wait around, mm-hmm. like we saw several free agents do this past offseason. Yes. And so when you look at the draft, you know, guys like that could replace an Andrus P, Osiris Torrance, who played right here up in uh, Lafayette. You know, he's uh, over at uh, UL with, uh, with uh, Louisiana, playing with the Raging Cajuns. He allowed zero sacks in his time in that conference, transferred to Florida, went against some elite SEC pass rushers and mm-hmm. interior defensive linemen, allowed zero sacks, credited with zero sacks for Florida as well. So he could come in and immediately plug in. TCU Steve Oliva is the guy that I absolutely love in this draft class that I don't think is getting enough shine. Minnesota's got a really good center. His name's John Michael Schmitz, but he can bounce to one of those guard spots as well. So if the Saints wanted to make that decision with uh, Andrews Pete, they might not be able to fill that role in free agency, which might not be a wise idea anyway, just because of what those guard contracts might run you. But there's a lot of options on the interior offensive line in this year's draft where you can get somebody on a good rookie contract and potentially even another first-rounder if they invest that in a guy like Osiris Torrance. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you, and I think I think the guards are going to slide because the tackles are, are coveted, and yep. I think that's yep. why again the, the, the 29 that might be a spot where you grab a really good guard. Always a good time to bring bring. Always really enjoy bringing you on the program, Ross. Tell everybody about your fantastic podcast, uh, where you're writing, and of course how they can follow you on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Locked on Saints podcast every Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and on YouTube as well. If you do a search locked on at Saints, we'll look into the uh, Michael Thomas contract, what those incentives could look like. We'll build out an example contract. We'll play Kai Harley for a little while. It'll be a lot of fun uh, in tomorrow's episode. And going a little bit deeper in the Saints' recent trend of being able to land the guys that they have set out to go after and what that means, why that could be. Uh, and if you want to find more of the written work as well, of course, saintswire.usatoday.com. But if you want to read a little bit more about Darnell Washington and Bijan Robinson, just put up a great piece over at Crescent City Sports that lays out two perfect fits in this year's draft that were combined standouts and match the style of what uh, Derek Carr is really familiar with. And so that's where, there for you over at crescentcitysports.com. Thanks so much for your time. As always, my friend, we'll check in with you next week. Real pleasure, buddy. Appreciate you as always for having me on. Take care. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon. There he goes, uh, Ross Jackson, again, of uh, Locked on Saints podcast. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, the Hideout Bar. Uh, again, if you're looking for a fantastic place to grab a, a, a great meal, cocktails, do it at one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Oceana Grill open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and the Hideout Bar. Uh, lunch and dinner service as well as fantastic cocktails. We'll be right back. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard. 
on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Eric Ashby with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Hurricane season seems a long way off, but now it's time to get ready for it. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. Demand for generators is higher than ever. Don't get left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart now about a Generac automatic standby generator. Be at the front of the line for your Generac generator this year. When the power goes out, you keep the lights on as well as your refrigerator and AC. Don't wait. Talk to Burkhart now about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Until Eric sent you. Get ready, because Scott's is taking over Daylight Saving Time. It's such a big event that we're calling it Daylong Saving Time. And now it's got real savings. In fact, it's the biggest deals of the year. Audacious? Absolutely. So don't wait. Stock up early and you'll be able to save up to $20 on Scott's Triple Action and Easy Seed products today at the Home Depot and Lowe's. Offers available March 9th through 22nd at select U.S. stores. While supplies last, selection varies by location. See store for exact offers. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. Get your tickets now for the second annual Tulane Book Festival featuring seminars, activities for book lovers, and appearances by Bill Gates and other famous authors. And this weekend, head out to NOLA Motorsports for the New Orleans Speed Tour of fun on and off the track, including the Cars and Crawfish Cook-Off. For more ideas on things to do this weekend, visit whereyat.com and click on our community calendar or sign up for the Whereyat e-blast and get the best picks sent directly to your inbox. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. 
Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, especially in the market for a new air conditioning system for your home or your business. That's commercial, industrial, residential. It doesn't matter. At Burkhardt, again, they are the experts. And, look, they don't shy away from tough installs. You know, New Orleans is a, is a, a place where you got a lot of, of um, houses that are, that are closely uh, put together. And, uh, you know, tough installs sometimes. They, they'll handle that for you. Uh, ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. Ask about the lifetime unit replacement that Amana Air Conditioning and Heat Pumps feature, the most comprehensive limited warranty coverage on the market. If you're looking for a new air conditioning system for your home or your business, call my friends at Burkhart. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business. The service after the sale is impeccable, and uh, their crews that install these systems are second to none. You can trust Burkhart. I've trusted Burkhart for over 30 years. Thinking about a new system at your home or business, it's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Thanks to Matty Hudak. Thanks to Ross Jackson for joining us on, uh, on the program. I like to sell and Mike Scarborough, our guest in hour number two. I'm Eric Asher. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Brought to you by, again, the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, the Hideout Bar. We'll be right back. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. At Acadian Custom Shutters, we specialize in beautifying the interior of your home with Acadian Custom Shutters window coverings. Our products are American-made and locally sourced, offering affordable options to fit your budget when it comes to window coverings. Interior plantation shutters, Roman shades, draperies, and more. Locally owned and operated, Acadian Custom Shutters offers design services, free in-home estimates. Bring your plans and window schedule, and our experts will help you build your dream that fits your budget. Acadian Custom Shutters, 985-893-3119 or at AcadianCustomShutters.com.
We're gonna be here all day. We're gonna be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. with you until 6, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, uh, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the Mothership Oceana Grill. Yeah, you're right. Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. And uh, they open seven days a week. They're open late. All Oceana restaurants are open late. I mean, I'm talking 1, 2 in the morning. Um... Home of New Orleans Best Breakfast. If you love breakfast, if you really enjoy a, a fantastic breakfast, whether, again, it's crepes or, uh, you know, again, uh, you go to traditional breakfast with pancakes or, um, you know, eggs, grits, sausage, bacon, whatever you're looking for, uh, you got to try the breakfast at Oceana. It is spectacular. It is an event. Okay? It's an event. Mimosas, Bloody Marys, they, well, the, you know, again, just a, in a, an event. And they, and they have it from 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. daily. Then, of course, Cajun Creole dishes that are absolutely as fabulous. Um, uh, and, of course, because uh, a lot of the, the, the Oceana is in, is in the French Quarter, they also have, you know, American fare. So, uh, you know, what if you're looking for, you know, a great hamburger, they got that for you. Uh, you know, looking for some great barbecue ribs, they got that steak. Uh, but also, again, the, the, you've you got to concentrate on, on the Cajun Creole dishes. And, and the seafood is out, outstanding, outstanding. Hey, fantastic cocktails for some of the best mixologists in, in, in the uh, city. Uh, Char-grilled oysters, oysters on the half shell. You can literally belly up, belly up to, the, um, to the bar in the front of the, uh, the building, uh, in the front of the uh, restaurant. And, heck, man, watch them make the char-grilled oysters right there for you. They're doing it right there for you. Uh, grab a dozen, man. Just enjoy yourself. Hey, or maybe you want to do it in the French Quarter Courtyard. It was beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Uh, get yourself one of those great cocktails. Um, also, again, five private rooms can accommodate from 10 uh, to 120 guests. They use that for an overflow if they're not having a party. But if they're having a party, then they can put on a party at Oceana. All the Oceana restaurant, restaurants, again, have um, uh, a, a certain crews that, again, handle all their catering and their parties. And they do, a, and they do an incredible job, an incredible job. Uh, family friendly, a uh, place where you can enjoy a great dining experience with friends. Maybe, again, you're trying to uh, close that business deal. Hey, check them out at Oceanagrill.com. That's Oceanagrill.com. There is no doubt in my mind. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. Um, it's interesting. You know, social media is, is, is I don't know. You know, I participate because uh, I'm a very opinionated person. Uh, there are sometimes, again, I just kind of just don't have the energy. Uh, but uh, I'm, 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 I'm perusing social media, and somebody posts uh, something about the Mount Rushmore of Ohio State wide receivers, and they put Garrett Wilson, Olave, Marvin Harrison and Brian Hartline. And as soon as I looked at it, I'm like, well, what is this guy? Uh, what is he, 15 years old? I mean, because uh, Chris Carter, okay, let's talk Chris Carter. Uh, I believe he's a Hall of Famer. Um, Ted Ginn played 20 years in the NFL. Um, uh, Michael Thomas right here in New Orleans, again, broke records until he got injured. Terry Glenn played, played forever in the NFL. Joey Galloway had a pretty good, had a pretty good career. Um, uh, I mean, uh, you go Paul Warfield. Okay, Hall of Famer, played, played with the, uh, I believe, the Cleveland Browns and the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I mean, just, 
You go right down the line, and people just so, so much live in the moment. That's why, again, when it comes to sports, I, I ne- you never hear me talk about the greatest of all time, okay? Um, I think you have to break it down in eras. You know, it's hard to be able to say that, again, this, you know, um, you know this player or that player is the greatest. You know, I know everybody looks at Michael Jordan as the greatest basketball player of all time. Well, I mean, maybe in his era. In his era, I would agree with that. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, I mean, when you look at the different eras, uh, different players dominated. You're going to tell me he's, he dominated more than Will Chamberlain did in his years uh, in, in the NBA? No. Then, then, then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did? Come on. The Skyhook? Give me a break. Um, you know, football's the same way. I mean, again, football's changed so much. The game has changed so much. I mean, again, the game from, from today to when I was growing up, the physicality, the, the punishment that quarterbacks took, uh, the, again, receivers not being able to get off the jam and being, again, uh, escorted down the field physically uh, the, the entire route, okay? Um, you know, again, uh, the, the way, they, the, again, that they've toned down the hitting in the NFL now. You know, we used to have the greatest hits in the NFL video uh, that they'd send out, right? Now you can't, you know, those greatest hits are, 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 are they'll get you a flag. Uh, basketball, the way it's played now, so much more physical. Okay, and 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 now players are taller. Um, again, maybe they, you know, maybe they might be a little bit uh, better physically. But at the same time, uh, you know, the, the, could they have competed in the '80s? Uh, you know, today some of today's players, their skill set might, in case of being able to shoot, but the physicality, I doubt it. Okay, so every era has going to have their greatest of all times. And you can put a Mount Rushmore up, but, I mean, in a lot of cases, Mount Rushmore is going to be if you want to pull guys from eras or if you want to do one era. Uh, you know, same thing with baseball. Baseball's changed as well. I mean, baseball's not what baseball was back in the 70s. So, I mean, and I'm talking my lifetime, okay? I'm talking my lifetime. Imagine, again, uh, someone older than me that, that, that saw, again, uh, you know, things back in the 50s and the 40s and the 30s and how much has changed from, from that time to now. So uh, I always get amazed when uh, individuals will come on and they want to put their Mount Rushmore up or, or they, you know, they want to challenge you on who's the greatest of all time. When in essence, again, uh, you break it down by eras. And, and, and that, that's the fairest way to do it. Because uh, you know, even in boxing, across the board, I mean, it is what it is. MMA is different now because, it's, again, it's more of an emerging sport. You know, the sport of soccer has been around forever. Uh, so... Just me. It's just the way I've always kind of looked at things. Uh, you know, that's why you don't see me getting into a lot of those discussions on this program, uh, be, because of uh, again the you know I have too much respect for the athletes in in, in an era, uh, and, and to compare those eras in a lot of cases is very very difficult. Rule changes, body changes, everything else, and you know I'll, I'll just say you know maybe I'm maybe again uh, at times you know I revert back to again what I grew up with, but I love the physicality of sports. I played sports, and I was a physical player. Uh, I, I loved physicality. I loved the physicality of the, of the 80s basketball. I loved the f- physicality of the NFL. Heck, baseball used to be physical, okay? Uh, you don't see – if anything, we've taken the physicality – or attempted to take the physicality out of sports. Maybe it's because players are bigger, stronger, and faster. And, and you know, that, that, that is one of the reasons why. But they've, they've tried to legislate the, the physicality out of sports uh, in a lot of cases. And, you know, and, uh, it's, it's just not the same. That's why it's very difficult uh, to be able to compare eras and to say that this is the GOAT or that's the best of all time. Uh, you know, Tom Brady's the greatest player of all time. Well, you know, you could say the rings and everything else, but it does, you know, you know, maybe his era and, and other eras, you know, Autogram was one that was thought to be the greatest of his era. You know, we go right down the line. Jim Brown. You're going to tell me Jim Brown wasn't the greatest of his, his era? So, you know, it, it is what it is. 
I guess it's whatever your cup of tea is, but I try to look at things again from from a uh, from a big picture standpoint instead of being myopic on just uh, you know what is happening today. But that's you know it's great discussion, it's great talk radio. I just choose not to participate in the greatest of all time conversations uh, because I think it's really out there. All right, um, oh, just this this just in. Speaking of one of the greatest of all time in, in, in the history of Georgetown basketball, Pat Ewing has just been fired. Seventy five and one hundred nine overall. Uh, great player, not so much as a coach. So he's out at the, as the Georgetown head coach. All right, let's talk some. Uh, Pelicans basketball, I am privileged to have Ali Cassell with us each and every week. I think he's one of the best writers we have in the city. I think, again, uh, when it comes to the Pelican coverage, uh, the bird rights tops everyone. Uh, and, again, uh, if you just tune in to their podcast or, again, you're checking them out on social media or reading their, uh, the, the articles they put out, they're always on top of everything. And uh, the editor-in-chief is with us each and every week, Ali Cassell. Ali, how are you, bud? Doing great because uh, there's some positives in Pelicans land, right? <laughs> Yeah, last night was a positive. Last night was, I, and I said this on the TV show today, Ali, and, and, and I'd like you to, to, to give me your take on it. You know, I felt that, you know, watching them last night uh, uh, for, for uh, uh, you know, for the, in, in the game that um, it, it reminded me of earlier in the season. Uh, first of all, there was a sense of urgency. We saw the effort, the energy, we saw the aggressiveness on the offensive end and on the defensive end. They played in the paint a lot. They, they didn't settle for just threes. Uh, now, again, they took threes and they missed them, except for, again, uh, C.J. McCollum. But I think it was the best game I've seen out of the Pelican team in a long time. And, look, Brandon Ingram goes out at, at halftime. He doesn't come back. And then C.J. put him on the, on the back in the fourth quarter like a great player does. Uh, hopefully this is uh, a spark for this team uh, going forward. Yeah, it almost has to be. I mean, this is a, you know, that, yes, last night's game was the start of a four game homestand, all against teams right there with you in the Western Conference, uh, battling right for a spot in the plane or hopefully the playoffs. So you got, you know, an opportunity to take advantage and hand a loss to each of these teams competing right there with you. And then, of course, that right after that, the schedule gets even a little bit easier, even though they go on the road two in Houston and they come back and it's Spurs and the Hornets. So right now, is what you've been waiting for because January was brutal. They played 16 games, most of them on the road, a lot of them without, of course, their stars. Now suddenly, right, we're not sure about Brandon who left last night's game with a sprained ankle, but CJ picked it up. It looks like he got a new splint on his finger, and boy, it it showed because he made six of eight from three-point range. And then to your point, the rest of the guys, the role players, they brought that energy from start to finish. I mean, I can't tell you how fantastic it was to see Herb Jones Jackson Hayes, Dyson Daniels, they were nonstop the entire game. And there was big of a reason, really almost a CJ, even though you're right, CJ put it on his back, 16 straight points. But beforehand, before he got to his scoring uh, a bunch of points, the Pelicans were up comfortably, right? 18-20, it was because of all those other guys. And that's the way they were playing early in the season. So if that can carry over, you're right, you're going to be able to win a lot of these games coming up because they're gettable. Well, anytime you get Murphy, Jones, and another backup in double figures, you're going to do well with the Pels. And they did it last night with Jones at 14, uh, Murphy with 16, and then, of course, Hayes really really, really playing well since he's had a second chance to really come back in, 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 on, the, uh, on the floor for them with 14 last night. Uh, that helps. They need, they need somebody to take the scoring. Now, of course, look, Ingram got hurt, and he only ended up with 12 points and only played half a game. Some of those shots probably would have went to Ingram, but still, you like to see those guys knocking down some shots here because, look, there's been a little bit of a slump for those guys. You know, South Forest slump for, the, for again, Murphy and, um, uh, and Jones. And, you know, again, it's not, no, they, don't, they haven't stopped shooting. They just haven't started hitting. And it was good to see that last night, ball going through the basket for them. 
Right. The Pelicans almost made 50% from three-point range. And it wasn't just CJ. Trey's three-pointers were just as big. I think he hit three of them. But I also liked how he came out in that first quarter. And he threw down two uh, massive dunks in the first yes. quarter. Kind of right. It felt like it set the tone because they missed mm-hmm. a couple of bunnies. They lost Balanchunas and Hernan Gomez to two fouls real early. And, and and Dallas had a lead. I think they were fourteen to six at that point, but suddenly Trace throws down those couple three or excuse me, those dunks. And then uh Jackson comes in the game, does what he does, and of course Herb was already doing his thing. And and that's what you need. You need guys to step in and, and they did that. I will say one thing. You don't want to take too much from this game because Dallas, boy, defensively, they're a train wreck. I couldn't yeah, believe how many wide-open shots right the Pelicans mm-hmm. had. I mean, even underneath the rim. There was this one play, I remember Brandon Ingram surveying the floor, and he saw Herb Jones sitting underneath the rim by himself, right? It was within the half-court offense. So you don't want to read too much, right, against a very bad defensive team. But still, hey, this mm-hmm. team needed some confidence, right? So they needed no, to no see doubt. the ball go through the hoop and get that win. So sometimes that's all it takes, right, to get yourself going on a good run. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Uh, and we, we knew that uh, Dallas, once Kyrie Irving came on, they really gave up a lot of their defenders, and, and they're going to try to outscore people. And I, I'll, I'll give it to, to Doncic. Uh, he is – Luke is an incredible player, uh, you know, just uh, as is. But the, 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 the guts and the ability to play through pain last night is mm-hmm. something I wish we had a little bit more on this team. Uh, I mean, you saw him last night. He was laboring. but you, They couldn't pull him off the court. No, you're right. I mean, I, I thought when the game started, Luca didn't look like he was, you know, going almost at full speed, which compared to the average NBA player, he never looks right that fast because he's always one of the slower guys because he relies completely on skill and his uh, talent and, sure. and abilities, right? But I will say you're right. He looked like he was a step slower, and then you could just see he was laboring. He wasn't even moving. His feet looked like they were in cement on a lot of defensive mm-hmm. possessions where he wouldn't rotate or – Pelicans would get out in transition. He wouldn't even bother running down the floor. So he tried to tough it out, or it felt like, for about a full quarter. And I will say this. Brandon Ingram, he twisted his ankle, I want to say, at about the four-minute mark of right. the uh, second quarter. And he, he stayed in for a couple more minutes trying to play through it because mm-hmm. uh, he rolled his ankle. I don't know if any, anybody caught it. I'm pretty yeah, I, I caught it. Actually, he heard, he heard the, the, the game before in Sacramento, against Sacramento, and I thought he got a re-injury. Was, was it the same ankle? I couldn't tell. It was the same ankle. Yeah, he rolled okay. that right ankle on a drive to mm-hmm. the uh, rim, and he ended up falling down on a play. So that, if you go look at it, indeed, the right ankle rolls over, so he retweaked it. And like I say, he tried to play it. He tried to warm up after or during halftime to try to get back out there. I think that's why it was a delay, right? The Pels didn't rule him out right at halftime like they normally do when a player leaves. Um, but he wasn't able to go. But, hey, maybe there's a chance he can play in the next game because, like I said, he played through that Sacramento game. Uh, with that ankle, came and played in this one, and look, he knows they need him. That's why he was trying to gut it out last night, I know. And I'll tell you what, having two days off was going to help. Falcons don't play again until Saturday. Yeah, Oklahoma City Saturday, and then, of course, on Sunday, uh, taking on Portland. They've been lucky, too, catching teams on back-to-backs where they've had a a day off. Right, Eric, that that matters a lot. And I'll tell you what, the Falcons were that unlucky team for a lot of earlier in the season, right? I agree. January. It seemed like all their back-to-backs were coming on um, against teams that were rested. And it's just hard to win those games because you see the way this game's played today with so much pace and physicality and effort to where you're exuding a lot more energy, I feel like, over the course of 32 minutes than you were, you know, to say five, ten years ago. So 
the Pelicans, finally, they're going to get some the, the good fortunes from the schedule makers. And like I said, this is their opportunity. These, these, all these games, this isn't the Denver Nuggets, Boston Celtics, 76ers, you name it, the elite uh, teams out there that you know are playoff bound and probably going to make good runs. These are all gettable wins, and now's the time to start peaking. This team needs to. I know they're hurt. Zion, it, the news isn't that good, right? I'm hopeful still that we see him sometime during April. I've been maintaining that stance, get him for maybe a handful of games in the regular season. But Brandon Ingram, I don't think it's a serious sprain, but you need to get him back. But, again, he's hurting a little bit. And they're missing Larry Nance. Thankfully, Jackson yep. has stepped up. But you need really to get has. these bodies healthy. You've got to keep them out on the court for the Pels, I think, to have a legitimate chance to, to make mm-hmm. a good run. Uh, they are in 10th place right now, really a tie for ninth, but a half a game back of the Lakers because right now they, they, they own the season series. They can uh, tie that season series against the Lakers, and the last was the last game of the homestand, right? Uh, and then and then at that point, uh, it comes down to conference record. That is to be determined. Right now they have a better, they have a better conference record, uh, but again, they're playing a lot of teams from the West with the exception, I think, of two teams uh, left on the, on the schedule from the, from the East. So um, when you look at it that way, uh, you know, Again, we'll see how that plays out. Talk, talk to me about Zion Williamson and um, uh, just what are your what's your gut here? Are we going to see him back in in, in two weeks? Uh, is he going to be back for the playoffs, or is it just just like it was last year, where again he's going to try to give it a go, but he's he's probably he's probably done. Put a fork in him. I could see him showing up, say, around April sixth. I have a feeling that things are still trending the right way, despite the negativity we've seen over the last 48 hours or so on social media. Look, it took him six weeks last time to get to that stretch, to that point from initial injury to getting to three-on-three action. I, that's why I picked April 1st as a date on why that would probably be the earliest we would see him, because that would be another close to six weeks. That's just unfortunate how long his body's taken to heal from this, and he's never been a quick healer. But from everything I'm hearing, no, his season's not over. And I'll tell you what, it almost shows. I watch him before games and talking to people. His enthusiasm is still there. He's trying to do things. As to our last season, when he returned from Portland, I never got that sense. You could see it. His shoulders were slumped. He wasn't very engaged. And you just didn't see him doing too much. This time, it's a completely different demeanor. So in my head, for a guy that wears his emotions on his sleeves, I think he's upbeat. He's positive, And he's optimistic about his chances to return at some point. Like I said, I just don't think it'll happen until sometime in April. Um, Ali, when you when um, you look at at, at this at this team, uh, because of again the the tailspin they're in, I keep hearing about coaches being let go. Um, these are assistant coaches that were coveted last year. Is this organization you think going to make a knee jerk reaction and move on from some of their assistants? I, I can't see Willie Green being um, let go, but there may be some change with, with within the within the coaching staff. Uh, you're closer to it than. And what are your thoughts? Well, Jaron Collins was handpicked by Willie Green. That's his defensive uh, ace that he turns to, so he's definitely not going to go anywhere. And then you've got to think Fred Vinson. He's not going anywhere. One of the best shooting coaches. Been in New Orleans for a long time. And then after that, well, then then you get kind of to the lesser role. So maybe you could see a change. But I'll tell you what, the players are very attached to all their player development coaches. So uh, Teresa Witherspoon, um, Corey Brewer, Brandon Dumas, who's worked very hard with Jose Alvarado. All those people, I think, would be safe. Um, so really you're getting down to the nitty gritty of a handful of others. And some of those are brand new faces. So no, personally, I honestly don't think there would be any kind See, of I don't either. Um, obvious change, right? 
Maybe you could bring in another consultant. Because I'll tell you one thing that's mm-hmm. probably been the most upsetting. I know Mike D'Antoni's not around the team because he is in that consultant role, but I just haven't mm-hmm. seen whatsoever any of his influence, right? We watched him for right. years in the NBA sure. and his philosophy, but I haven't seen any of that translate to this team. So I don't know why you would keep him on the payroll. Yeah. Be interesting to see what happens. You know, I don't think Griff will have a knee-jerk reaction to this, but I think he has to take a hard look at his roster now and try mm-hmm. to figure out, again, what they're going to do. If they, especially if they land out of the playoffs and end up in, 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 in the lottery. Uh, you know, I, I think you have to bring in another star, and I've said it because, again, I don't think you can count on Brandon Ingram and Zion playing more than 40 games a year. I mean, if, I think they're going to miss 40 games a year. So that means they're going to miss half the season. And maybe, I, maybe I'm being too pessimistic here, but I'm just going by the tail of the tape. Okay, these guys have not been able to stay healthy, and you got to have uh, – I know that they thought the emergence this year would be, again, Trey Murphy and, and Herb Jones and a lot of young players, they'd be able to take that next step. It looked like they were early, right? But, again, as they got into more prominent roles, again, uh, you know, they struggled. Um, they, they've got to find someone that can, that can be a stopgap for them when those, two go, when those two go out or if they go out together uh, because you saw the problems they're having right now with this tailspin. Yeah, and Eric, look, we've talked about the missing pieces to this roster, and it's pretty much been the same for the last several years. I think you need to have an athletic big you can rely on. Pelicans don't have that, but you need one. Agreed. And you need a, another floor spacer. That's why we were yep. high on Bogdanovich, right? Boy, Boyan yep. Bogdanovich up there with the Pistons, uh, possibly getting a guy like him in here. Because outside of Trey and CJ, who shoot three-pointers at a good clip, but they also shoot it in, in good volume, there's nobody mm-hmm. else that does on this team. I know Brandon Ingram yep. shoots well, but he just prefers the mid-range. mid-range There's really right. nobody else in this roster, so that has to be upgraded. And then, to your mm-hmm. point, and I've been thinking about this a lot more recently, is, of course, you can't count on B.I. and Zion, so you need to have backups for them. But for me, if you're relying on them to be your dominant ball handlers and playmakers, well, suddenly, mm-hmm. especially when these guys were out, you saw suddenly the offense, it fell on its face, right? So you almost right. need to have that veteran point guard, somebody that can get this team in this offense to find the weapons like, for instance, we talked about how many weeks Valanciunas underutilized, Trey not getting enough shots. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going to have Zion and B.I. out there consistently, well, you're going to have to find somebody that can fill their role in just the playmaking department. So that's three, that's three check marks right there, three boxes you've got to fill. And I think that yeah, Griffin you know, will be active because he sees it. You can't keep hoping mm-hmm. for hope, right? Mm-hmm. Zion's going to play 70 games. Same thing with Brandon. Right. I, it just, Come on. If it happens, it's planning. Right, you know. I will say this before we wrap up. I watched the Golden State Warriors and the transformation of that team. And, and we know that Willie Green's, again, part of that tree. And I talked about it earlier this week on the program. You know, they've got sharpshooters from the outside that can knock down threes. They've got athletic bigs that, again, can rebound, block shots, score, and take the ball off the rim and dribble it up the court if necessary. And I think when you start looking at, again, the future of this team, more athletic bigs, more sharpshooters, again, that you can surround mm-hmm. Zion and B.I. Uh, and I think that has to be the recipe there. Yeah, without a doubt. Look, the Pelicans have a great um... – defense at the point of attack, right? Herb can stay with anybody. Dyson, there's a lot of other good players, right? Even though I don't expect Josh Richardson, but Najee, Jose. So you don't have that back line of defense. We've known that. Jonas, Billy, they're grounded. They don't get off the ground. They can't really defend the rim well. Uh, and their mobility. Boy, you put them in pick and rolls. I mean, Luca for a second right. there in the first quarter, was <laughs> cooking Billy Hernan Gomez, yes, he right? Was. And every pick and roll, just throwing easy losses, right. white pals. So you need to find somebody that can defend that, right? The basic offense is of the NBA. And I don't know who that target should be. I love Nick Claxton. I'm hoping mm-hmm. that Brooklyn wants to sell. And if I'm Griff, I'm throwing everything to get him or somebody like him. 
Yes. Yeah, I'm with you. Be interested to see what happens. It's not over yet. We're not putting a postmortem on this team, but just just pointing out again some of the shortcomings. Tell us about your fantastic site and how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, thank you, Eric. You can follow me along under my full name, Ali Cosell, on both on Twitter and at Facebook. And you can catch all of our articles, podcasts over at SB Nations, all one word, www.thebirdrights.com. Hopefully we'll be happy. Thanks so much for your time each and every week. What's that? Yeah. I was saying, hopefully we'll ha- start having some pauses, right? We got oh, more games oh well, believe me. <laughs> and all that, right. Build some momentum. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, this, this home stand is, is critical, no doubt about it. We'll chat about it next week. Thanks so much for your time, bud. Yep, take care, Eric. Have a good weekend, buddy. You too, my man. There he goes, out of Cassell. Love having him on the program. All right, folks, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator for your home or your business, uh, maybe, again, you got that income tax check coming in and you've been thinking, man, i gotta, I got to hurricane-proof my home. Um, I did it, okay? I did it. I'm telling you right now, the peace of mind that I have now uh, when the power goes out in my neighborhood, second to none. I mean, I've had my wife come up and hug me, okay, when, when the power's gone out because, again, our, our power stays on. Um, at Bur- Jason Burkhardt is an expert. Okay, uh, when it comes to generators, you'll come out to your home or your business, sit down with your consultation. Look, I'm telling you, you need to do the, the homework, right? You need to do the research. But if you didn't, maybe you haven't haven't done it. Uh, Jason will take you through everything you need to know about generators. I spoke to him. I spoke to him yesterday. Uh, they have almost 100 generators in stock right now at, at Burkhardt's warehouse in Mandeville. I'm waiting to be installed in your home or your business. So there is no wait. Uh, once you guys come to an agreement, uh, you, you pick whether you want to finance it over time or pay the money up front, uh, they'll put you on the calendar for a single-day install. Burkhart will handle everything, permits, planning, inspections, and will put that generator in a safe place where, again, uh, it's up to code. So you never have to worry about, again, uh, problems with, again, carbon monoxide poisoning or, or any 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 mis, mis, um, problems with the um, generator. Then 24-7, 365 emergency service, folks. It's amazing, okay? Um, uh, they will come out after the storm has passed and get you up and running. You want to maintain that generator? You Maybe you could do it yourself, changing the oil, changing the plugs. Maybe you're handy. Maybe you don't want to fool with it. Burkhart will put you on a maintenance program where they'll come out and they'll maintain that generator for you. It's your one-stop shop for all your generator needs, whether it's sales or service. It's Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open late, all are open seven days a week. And you're talking about Louisiana seafood. They got you covered every day of the week. But during the weekend and also, again, on Friday, Lenten Fridays, come on, man, get down and enjoy a great uh, uh, seafood uh, platter, uh, one of the great seafood uh, menu items at all the Oceana Family of Restaurants. They're available for you, again, Seven days a week, they're open late. It's the Oceana Family Restaurants. Get yourself some. We'll be right back. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 106.1 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Reset your rest at Mattress Firm's Big Spring Sale. Shop top brands today and save up to $700. Plus, get a free adjustable base with select purchases. Time to score big savings on your dream bed. 
Look out for an accident on 10 eastbound at the Carrollton on-ramp. Also look out for delays that are solid on 10 eastbound right at Williams and delays pick back up 10 eastbound from City Park to the high-rise. Look out for delays if you're traveling 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal and delays pick back up on 10 westbound from City Park to the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are steady from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge and on the eastbound side from just before Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Look out for delays if you're traveling along the uh, along the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection with delays steady from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. On the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway, your backups are steady from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit and delays pick back up on the westbound side of the, of the West Bank Expressway, excuse me, from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Also look out for delays if you're traveling along the North Shore on 12 eastbound from Madisonville to Covington and look out for accidents Elysian Fields at St. Claude, also Gravier at South Russia Blave, Iberville at North Broad, also Louisa at Charters, Magazine at Washington Avenue and Short, Short Street at South Claiborne. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Services Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. Don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire, family-owned and operated by the Piazza family since 1972. That is 51 years of taking care of New Orleans vehicles. Hey, if your vehicle's out of warranty, maybe you're in charge of a fleet account at your business and you're looking for a company you can trust with your vehicle, go with a company that I've trusted, and, and I'm telling you, it's Southern Tire. I bring my vehicle to Southern Tire because I trust the Piazza family. Uh, they handle everything for me, too. Uh, it's not like i got to go to different shops for different things. Look, uh, they handled all my tires. So, again, wheels and tires up to 30 inches, Largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, something of everyone's budget. And you can finance it over time if you like. And then, of course, keeping your vehicle on the road. The same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership without those dealership sticker shock prices you get over at Southern Tire. And I've said it before, even more diagnostic equipment than the dealerships, okay? Um, and, again, bring your vehicle in. They're not keeping your vehicle overnight. They want to get you in and out because they know that, again, your vehicle is important to you. Uh, it's just great to deal with, again, a family-owned and operated business. Tony Jr., Tony Sr., Tony's uh, uh, daughter. Uh, Jen, his wife, all on, on premises every single day. And those ASC certified technicians, some of them have been with, with, uh, with Southern Tire for over a decade, uh, well, for well over uh, decades. Also, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6. They got Saturday service for you from 8 to 3 because they know you're working during the week. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. SouthernTire.com is the website. And, of course, again, the Piazza family have owned Southern Tire since 1972. Hickory and Airline in Metairie, looking for a place where you can trust your vehicle to be taken care of? It's Southern Tire, Hickory Airline in Metairie. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 
305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Oceana Grill, Bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Looking for a fun Latin spot in Uptown? Mucho Mas Eatery and Lounge. From the amazing atmosphere, the wonderful food, and the powerful drinks. Visit us at 8201 Oak Street or online at muchomasnola.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans, the Hideout Bar, and Bobby A. Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. The best of both worlds. It really is. Uh, perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. The, uh, the memorabilia is like a museum over at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. And then the 30-plus TV screens, uh, the sports, you'll never miss a play, especially times like now. We have the tournament coming on in basketball. we got baseball going on. Uh, they have, again, the off-football leagues that a lot of people are watching now. Check it out. Uh, I mean, uh, you'll never miss a play on any sport. But you go there for the food and the drink, right? You're talking about the number one rated restaurant by TripAdvisor in Metairie. Uh, also, again, a place where you can uh, get uh, a fantastic menu that's chock full of Cajun Creole uh, menu items. But also, again, great uh, American fare. Um, great ribs, hamburgers. But the seafood is incredible. Um, uh, I love the Mardi Gras pasta, which, again, is crawfish and shrimp and, 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 and with a crawfish cream sauce, which is absolutely outstanding. Um, also, again, amazing cocktails, great beer selection. It, it, it's, it, it's kind of a sports bar atmosphere, but it's, it is a nice, great real restaurant where you can enjoy yourself. Hey, find out more. Go to BobbyAbears.com. You know they're open for lunch and dinner seven days a week, and they're open late. That's right, late night dinner in, in Metairie. Are you kidding me? 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. I, I, I told you guys the other day, I got a fish plate uh, from, from them uh, the other day. The, the, first of all, it was like, it was like f- six or seven fillets, right? Uh, uh, it, was, it had onion rings, uh, uh, fries, coleslaw. I mean, they're losing money. I mean, it was 20 bucks. It was 20 bucks. Are you kidding me? 
head on over to Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant and get yourself a fantastic meal. Uh, again, also, again, be on the parade route for the uh, Irish-Italian parade as well. Uh, again, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, so good. Hey, joining us now on the program is, is my good friend Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com, who i got to tell you right now, hands down, best LSU site out there. They've always been the best LSU site out there, but they are so much better now with, again, the digital content they have, uh, the YouTube um, uh, channel they have, and, of course, nobody videos more high school games that have given you, again, upfront and personal on the best high school players and teams out there than Mike Scarborough. And the cameras, again, second to none. Okay, I mean, it's like you're watching, again, TV footage here. And he joins us each, each and every week on the program. Mike, how are you, bud? I'm doing great, and thanks for the kind words. Uh, we, I think we feel like we loaded it up pretty good today with the, the first day of spring football practice. Well, I, that's, that's why I was hoping to have you on today. First of all, for the, for the audience that doesn't know what Brian Kelly talked about today, he's expanding that spring to six weeks, which I think is genius on, the part of, on his part. But tell us what he's doing and why. Well, first of all, it's something we've never seen before, and I kind of got a, we got an inkling of it, and, and putting two to two together when he uh, when they had a, a, a little bulletin or whatever you want to call it, uh, saying uh, walk on to uh, those who are interested to walk on. Uh, here's uh, when we're going to uh, do it, and come by and visit us, and here's the criteria. And one of the criteria listed was that you didn't have any spring semester classes scheduled before 11 a.m. And uh, so when we were sitting around the last couple of weeks waiting for uh, the practice schedule, I said, man, I think they're going to practice in the morning. And sure enough, uh, you know, we were out there at 755. We got let in and, uh, you know, we didn't have player interviews today, but there was a couple of them walking out after we were done with Brian Kelly. And I said, what, you know, y'all like this? And they love it because uh, they go from there at 11 or so, go to school, they get out of their last class at three or four o'clock, and they're finished. And they got their whole their whole early evening and 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 and, and evening, you know, to do homework or go on a date or do whatever. If you have if you have a late practice, you know, right. typically there'll be a meeting afterwards, or or you, you and you get your meal, and usually you're beaten. You're just going home and watching some TV and and going to bed. Sure. So. Uh, so they love it, and so we're going. But yeah, he's um, look. It's year two of the program. You know, they're, they're, you're not teaching kids how to practice, and you're not uh, feeling everybody out and seeing who's buying in and who's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though it is year two of the program, with such an influx of new faces and transfer portal kids, um, it, it still is kind of like last year. Although you've got you know, half the roster or more than half the roster that knows what's expected, and, and those new guys can follow their lead. And and by spreading it out, he's getting more time with his players, right? I mean, again, instead of them doing a, a few weeks of spring and then you don't come back until, again, the, uh, the summer, uh, he's keeping those guys engaged in football for a longer period of time, and then, then those guys will have their own off-season workouts. Well, and, 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 and what you're saying is, that, that's just some of the things that we've noticed since he got here. I mean, him figuring that out, and look, it could be that somebody on his staff figured it out, but I believe he did because, he, you know, we used to always say, well, you know, if there's a loophole or there's a way around it, Saban's going to figure it out and he's going to use it right. to his advantage, right? Sure. Well, Kelly's that same guy. And so it used to be where, particularly here, 
you would look to see where Mardi Gras fell. You would look to see where Easter fell. And you mm-hmm. start to get an idea of when spring football practice would start. Because most coaches in the past would want to avoid, you know, having their spring practices broken up by, by Easter break or spring break. And he's figured out a way that it, it benefits him. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I agree with you 100%. I, and I, I heard his press conference, and the, I thought it was genius. I really did. Uh, something I'm surprised that other coaches haven't thought about. Uh, the quarterback position. Everybody wants to know. Uh, I've asked you, I've asked questions to the correspondents that cover LSU to come on this program. Will we see a split in time between Nussmeyer and Daniels, uh, even though Daniels is the number one quarterback in spring? No, um, and he said that uh, he's he wants one quarterback, and um, and honestly, I think whatever scenario that Nussmeyer would have played last year is going to be no different than it was that it's going to be this coming season. It, it would have to be where Daniels is just having an absolutely horrid performance, and LSU's down by multiple scores, and and and, and for for him to get inserted or. Daniels is shook up or, or dinged up or, or injured, and then he gets the deal. But the other part of that is is when you start looking at how the program's being built and the roster and what he's got coming in for recruits, and you start saying, okay, what, what, what is the most likely year in the next couple of two or three years where LSU is a legit contender for a national championship? And, you know, is it 24? Well, if it's 24, you, you kind of hope that – if Nussmeyer's the guy, that you're able to get him more real-time reps in the 23 Agreed. season so you go into 24 with still not knowing what you've got in Nussmeyer. Mm-hmm. Um, because, it, you know, even though Jaden Daniels, you know, whether you argue with what his true weight was, you know, was he 190, was he 184, you know, uh, the one thing you can say is he's durable. Right. <laughs> he takes some hits. He, he uh and he, he's tough. But he's so, also vulnerable because he runs so much. Yeah, but as vulnerable as he is, in a, in a slight of build, tall and lanky, mm-hmm. he, he sure proved to be durable. Yes. I would agree. Um, how do you keep Nussmeyer if he doesn't get the reps in spring, if he feels like, again, I got really no shot, I could go somewhere else and play three years, play maybe, you know, uh, um, and uh, how do they hold on to him? I, I, I mean, I that's, that's the big question. I just don't think you would do that because it's his in 24. You, you've waited right. this long. Why would you go somewhere else? Because mm-hmm. it's his. It's not going to be anybody else's. Um, there, there's no Walker Howard with two years of experience there that uh, would have had two years of experience that's there right. behind him. Uh, you're only going to have Colin Hurley, a true freshman that rolls in at midterm, and a mm-hmm. redshirt freshman in Ricky Collins. You know, Nussmar will have been in the program for three years. It'll, it'll be mm-hmm. his. Um, I, is I, is, I is the entire I, practice I, I open to you guys? I think, it's an, I think it's an easy sell for him. Okay, there you go. Is the entire practice open to you guys, or are you just seeing parts of it? Spring. No, we got 20 minutes today, but uh, there are minutes, right. be some opportunities later in the spring where we'll get so many periods where we can have cameras up and then we can put right. cameras down and we'll, we'll get to stay the rest of it. Uh, it, it looks no, – from what I saw of our media opportunity uh, uh, email from LSU, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very – it looks like identical to last spring, which was 
the the best it's ever been for media, and in turn, best for LSU fans because you know we're going to get coordinators for interviews, um, yep. assistant coaches. I mean, it's um, you know really the, the the access that we've gotten under Brian Kelly is has been phenomenal. Right. Um, I did want to ask you. Um... About about the uh, who are you looking for in, in spring? Who are you looking out for that needs to take the next step? Well, you know we, we see John Emery's not out there today, and he won't be out there until he reaches some benchmarks academically, and so I think that's disappointing to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and because Mason Taylor's heard it tied in, uh, now you've got two true freshmen or two newcomers, um, Mac Markway and and and. Uh, McGowan that uh, are going to get a lot of opportunity. Um, is jo- Jacoby and Guillory ready fi- finally to step up at mm-hmm. nose guard? Um, you know, uh, want to see the kid from Oregon State, Spate, and, and uh, what what he looks like, a, a Whitmeets right. at linebacker. Um, you know, we don't get to see Aaron Anderson. I mean, there's, there's a nice mm-hmm. – there's a, a big group of kids that aren't going to participate this spring because they're – they're rehabilitate, re- yes. rehabilitating after mm-hmm. off-season surgery. Uh, Josh Williams isn't out there. But we get right. to see Trey Holly, And um, so it, it's a good little mix. And because of some of those guys are out, uh, guys that are uh, going to be either starters or, or heavy contributors, um, it, it could be good long-term because you're going to get a bunch of guys that, that, that have an opportunity to get a majority of reps. Yep, no, no doubt about it. Well, I, I can't wait to talk to you each and every week and get your take on what's going on. Uh, for those folks that, again, have not do not know about the expansion of your fantastic site, tell us all about it, how they can subscribe. Yeah, go to TigerBait.com. We've got a lot of recruiting stuff up there. They've been hosting recruits every weekend, another big weekend this week. A um, lot of free stuff on the website. Yeah, we're a premium subscription site, but more than half of what we put on the website is free. And uh, press conferences, interviews, uh, and so forth. Uh, our, our YouTube shows. Uh, but we got Brian Kelly. We've got practice uh, footage from the day. Nobody shoots practice video better than we do. And um, we've got it all for you on the front page of Tiger Bait. And you can try us out for one dollar for one week. I think if you're an LSU fan, you'll love it. And um, we've got a lot coming your way. Best value in town, no doubt about it. Uh, at Scarborough Mike on Twitter. Mike, thanks for the time, bud. We'll talk next week. All right, Eric. Thanks for having me. Talk soon. There he goes. Uh, um, they just do a fantastic job on the site. And it's so much more than just a message board. I mean, everybody used to go to Tiger Bay for the message board, right? And again, but it's just so much more now. He's done a great job in expanding the site. Hey, speaking of great job, my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. You come home tonight, AC's not working. Nothing worse, right? I mean, you get, you know, you, you know, you're looking at a long day, and you want to cool off, and it's not working. You call my friends at Burkhardt. Even after hours, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy your call before they come to your home or business. After hours, service available with one of those Nate certified technicians being dispatched by a Burkhardt employee, not some somebody sitting in Kansas, out to your home or business to get you up and running. And they will. Uh, again, uh, not, not looking to try to be able to, to sell you a new system. They're trying to get you. If it can be fixed, they're going to fix it. And that's all you can ask for in a company. Uh, honesty, reliability. That's Burkhardt. That, that's that's to, to their core. 
Uh, John Burkhart told me a long time ago, again, about uh, the reputation and what it means to get for that Burkhart name. And again, he has grown this this uh, business from a small company with, with a couple of trucks and now 15 trucks. And one of the reasons why, again, uh, taking care of their customers. I've used Burkhart for over 30 years. You should as well. Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant, that's Hideout Bar. All are open late, seven days a week. All, again, are available for, again, lunch and dinner. Uh, Oceana's got breakfast, lunch, and dinner for you. Great cocktails, fantastic Louisiana seafood. Go enjoy a fantastic meal of cocktails in one of the Oceana family of restaurants. We'll be right back. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You used to associate crickets with silence. But since you bought a house in the suburbs, you know crickets hate silence. If any other creature realized rubbing its legs together made a piercing high-pitched noise, they might think, maybe I won't do that. Constantly. All night long. Luckily, you can save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. Now that's something to make noise about. Just not constantly. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my AC ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any AC system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. What you've heard about probiotics is probably wrong. I eat yogurt, so I don't need to take a probiotic. Probiotics? They don't really work. It's time to learn the truth about probiotics and join the Align Healthy Gut team up. Align has probiotics to naturally help relieve occasional bloating, gas, and abdominal discomfort. Try Align probiotics for a month and see how great a healthy gut can feel. Get $2 off your first month of Align at AlignProbiotics.com. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. I knew we could not put off getting life insurance. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $40 a month. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $18 a month. Call SelectQuote at 1-800-452-5050 or go to SelectQuote.com now. That's 1-800-452-5050. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honestly reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crew are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861-ROOF. That's 861-7663. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You used to associate crickets with silence. 
But since you bought a house in the suburbs, you know crickets hate silence. If any other creature realized rubbing its legs together made a piercing high-pitched noise, they might think, maybe I won't do that. Constantly. All night long. Luckily, you can save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. Now that's something to make noise about. Just not constantly. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. All right, welcome back here on Inside New Orleans. First of all, start with Inside New Orleans Sports with Jordy Collada joining us on the program. Uh, you'll get a chance to check that out tonight at 6 o'clock on WLAE-TV. Uh, then, of course, uh, Matty Hudak joined us. Uh, Ross Jackson, Ali Cassell, Mike Scarborough. Uh, good lineup today on the on the program. Hope you enjoyed that. Rudy produced the entire program back at studio. And, of course, as always, we appreciate each and every one of our sponsors. Today's uh, title sponsor for the program, the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Get out there and get a great meal or cocktail at Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, or the Hideout Bar. And, of course, you'll be glad you did. And then, of course, all the sponsors sponsor our program. It's so easy to find them. Just go to our slideshow at ericasher.com. There's a slideshow of all the sponsors that sponsor our program. And uh, just click on the icon. It'll take you right to the uh, website of that particular sponsor. Everything you need to know about that sponsor is right there. Uh, the uh, website right now under construction a bit. I got, the, uh, I got my web uh, master changing some things for us. So uh, that should be up and running uh, by the uh, by the end of the evening. And uh, we should have the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports on our social media platforms by the end of the evening as well. It's been an absolute blast, New Orleans. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, tomorrow is the William Grant family still is Friday extravaganza. Mike Vazan's going to join us. Gary Smith's going to join us on the program. And hopefully, again, I'll, I'll be able to have um, um, uh, Glenn Gilbo join us as well. Thanks so much for listening. Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour is coming up next. Ken Trahan taking the day off. Michael Green will handle it for you. Uh, as always, appreciate you joining the program. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catch to the governor, that includes the mayor and the judge that, that again, that, that signed the petition and got involved in the, in the court case, they all got to go. <laughs>